To Performer Talks. I'm your host, Bethany Unwin. We are collaborating with Young Talent Expo 2022 to bring you this mini series. I am going to be chatting to some of the amazing professionals that are leading seminars and workshops at Young Talent Expo 2022. Young Talent Expo is a new performing arts event happening in London and online on Saturday, the 8th of October 2022. This event is aimed at performers aged 8 to 19 years and is set to be insightful, beneficial and enjoyable. A Young Talent Expo, you can network with other performers, get career advice and mentoring from industry professionals, watch performances and you can learn from the best in the business through the seminars and workshops. Entry to this event is completely free and all seminars and workshops are under £10, so get booking. If you want to book tickets to Young Talent Expo 2022, then you need to head to the show notes below this episode and all the links you need are going to be there to find out more information and to book your tickets. Today, I am delighted to be joined by Alyssa Rogers. Alyssa, thank you so much for taking the time to come on the show. Thank you for having me. I'm honoured to have you here. You're an amazing casting director and I'm so pleased that we get to have a chat. So for all the listeners at home, can you just tell them a little bit about who you are and what you get up to? Um, So I'm a casting director uh, working for film and TV mainly. I've done it since 2008, so quite a while. Started back when I was in Germany and then I moved to London in 2016. So I've been in London for six years, worked in several offices and then I just went out recently on my own in April this year. That's amazing. And what made that move for you to want to go out on your own was it just feeling like the right time to like do your own projects um I didn't want to do it (laughs) but um projects came my way so I was asked to do projects so I was like okay well maybe that's a sign that I should go out on my own maybe the universe is trying to tell me something um and it worked out well like it was a very very smooth transformation from Fiona's office into that project it couldn't have worked out better I, I finished my project with Fiona on the Friday and the other project started on the Monday so it was exact I mean it was perfect timing really <laughs> and you've done like an incredible list of credits what have been some standouts for you um well Ted Lasso I think was one of my favorite ones because it's such a funny light-hearted very warm caring show that just cares about it's just very, 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 um, yeah, it's just not, that's like a heart project for me. Um, and also, I remember Theo me. I don't think we ever imagined that kind of response, but resonance. It was like quite, wow, <laughs> people actually like it because it's being football and stuff. I think some people were maybe taken back a bit until they actually looked at the show. So I think that was really one of my favorites. I mean, Ted Lasso has gone on. It's a colossal success. I mean, it's an incredible show. How do you even con- contemplate starting to cast something like that when you've got such a range of characters? How do you process that and work out all the pieces of the puzzle to fit together? It, it's, um, it actually falls into place. 
it all actually falls into place. But it is the first, the first, um, first few weeks are quite um, they drag along because you really need to get the team. It just needs to fit. All the puzzle pieces have to work together. But I think we found the right people. But we did really, really, really search everywhere. We went outside of UK. We went into Spain, France, Mexico, because Crystal came from Mexico. Like we saw people from all over the world to make sure that it was like the perfect match. Yeah, and you can see that that hard work paid off because the cast of that show just mold together like they were meant to be together. And I think that's that's a testament to casting because to see in such a short space of time as well, you don't have long to see these glimmers from from people. What what when you're casting a show, what makes a performer stand out? What catches your eye? I think it's quite it is quite a simple answer, which I like actors like don't don't like to hear it. They look for a magic recipe or some kind of nugget that will get them part. <laughs> and I'm like, oh that doesn't exist, I'm afraid. For me it's just I just need to believe it. I need to believe that character. They just need to be truthful. And when you know, you know. It's like, you know, if you go on a date, you see that person, you know if it might lead somewhere or not. It's pretty much similar to casting. You can tell it's listening to your intuition and just yeah. Yeah, I think you just know. Like when you go to a show and some you see the whole show, you just see, oh, they stood out. You can't really explain why, but it's just that feeling that of knowing. Um, but for me, it's just believing it. And also sometimes you're making bold choices that still work to stand out from the crowd. But all in all, I would say truth, truthfulness and I need to believe them. Yeah, I think authenticity is so important in resonating with an audience and with a casting team. And also what you said there about bold choices, it, it can sometimes be a risk worth taking, but sometimes it might be a risk that doesn't pay off. How would you advise performers to kind of navigate where the line is and how much risk to kind of play? Because if you watch things like the Stranger Things auditions, I watched um, the actor who played Billy and he was with his top off. He was dancing. He did like the edits and the transition scenes, which you're told like normally don't do those. They haven't got a lot of time. Do the quick edits. So where do you think the line is in terms of risk? I think that's a line the actor needs to choose for themselves because every actor has a different way of performing. So some like to be more edgy, some like to keep it more natural. So I think I think as long as they stay true to themselves, they can't go wrong. And if it's not the right part, then it was never meant to be for them. I always tell people what's meant to be will be, and what isn't wasn't yours in the first place. So that it's out of your control. You can do your, do do your best, and if they like it, then. Yeah, just be proud of it. And also, I tell people, if they do want to see if they should make more of a ball choice or more, keep it more on the low, down, down, down low, low. <laughs> um, I tell them to look at the director's work. What kind of people have they cast? What's their genre? What's their style? Because in the end of the day, at the end of the day, it's mostly the director and producer that make the choice. And that's out of our control as well. We present them with choices. And then most of the time it's up to the team to decide who they want to part. Yeah, and that's really important. So obviously you've talked about the fact that 
um, there's things you like in terms of the bold choices, but also the really natural authenticness of a performance. What are some of your biggest no's when performers come into a casting room, they do something and you're like, oh, please don't do that. Um, there aren't that many no's, to be honest, surprisingly, um, for people to hear. But for me, I think um, actors should just be able to read the room. They shouldn't change themselves, but they should be able to read the room, as in the casting director, the director. Are they chatty? Do they just want to, what kind of person are they? They're just feeling the energy and the vibe and trying not to be too schmoozy or like, you know, putting on a show, so not being fake. So just remember, just be yourself, but read the room. Um, and there's not really much you can, you can do wrong apart from that, I would say. And I would also say never apologize and say, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, because we are being very, like, obviously very, very nervous or showing your nerves too much because we will then question if that actor is able to work under pressure of being on a set, where it's like time. That's where I would say just try to be cool and then you can go out and break down. <laughs> but for those few moments, just try to hurt, hide your nerves as much as you can. And we know people are nervous, we take that into account, but if we start shaking and everything, we're able to deal with the pressure that people might have on set. Most things now are kind of first round or being cast entirely through self-tapes. So what are some of your top tips for self-taping? I think always read the instructions of self-tapes. I know actors know how to do them nowadays with the pandemic and self-tape workshops and people showing like so many courses, so many information on self-tapes. But just know, I think the performers need to know that every casting office still has a different way of working. So they have a different way of asking for things. Some want to have items. Some don't want to have items. Some want to have them said separately. Some want to have it filmed, like merged. Some want to have it labeled a certain way. Um, so I think just really, really pay attention to the instructions. Don't just list, like look over them, Speedy, Speedy Gonzalez, and do it the way you would do it, because that just annoys a lot of casting people and the offices, because we've clearly made instructions on how we want the files sent. So I think just really pay attention, if there are self-tip instructions, to really follow the instructions. It's like... Building a bed with Ikea. If you don't follow the instructions, it's not going to work. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. I speak from pure experience on that. If you do not read the instructions of an Ikea flat pack, it will be flat again. <laughs> um, so you're attending Young Talent Expo 2022 and you are on the Perform for Good panel. What would you say to anyone who's coming in and performing for you on that day? What kind of things can they do to impress the panel? I think they should just have fun. Do something that they really like, that they enjoy doing, that shows off their personality. And just know that we're, it's not an audition. We just want to get to know them. And we want every, also, even if it was an audition, we want every actor to get that part. We believe in that actor because we called them in. There's a reason why we want to see them. 
But I think if you're there and you want to perform, I think it's just to get to know them and for them to get to know us and just to have fun and give feedback what we think, what we think you could work on or change. And if we give feedback, that doesn't mean that the actor's choice was wrong or the performance choice was wrong. It was just something that we give them as an idea how they could um, also approach in a different way. That's nearly it. So there's no reason to... Be nervous. It's easier said than done, I know, but we're very, very lovely people. The people on the team are really sweethearts. <laughs> they are, and you're amazing. So I hope that they go in and really, really perform for you. And you're also running a workshop on the day about how to do a great introduction video. Can you tell us a little bit about what that will involve and why it's so important? I think an introduction video is important for the director or for the producer to get a taste of what that person is like, especially if they haven't met them in the room and they need to make a decision based on casting somebody from self-tape. So an introduction can help you to get the part if it's about a choice between two actors, depending on what the director and producer think about them as a person in their introduction. A lot of casting offices also don't require an item, so it is not important for every project, but it can be very, very, um, it's a very, it could be, a, it could lead to a massive weight on a decision in regards to if there's a project where they want an introduction. So you just have to make sure that you are likable, sometimes funny. If you're funny, don't try to be funny, because <laughs> that might go wrong. Um, but it determined, it can determine whether or not you will get a part. If they only see a self-tape and they want to know who you are, if it's not like a Zoom chat, then the introduction video can put a lot of weight into the decision. Absolutely. I think like introduction videos are quite a big thing. They're asked for a lot to kind of show personality and check you're going to be a right fit. I'm assuming as a casting director, you've had to watch a lot of introduction videos. A few, for a few projects, yes, I did. I did. And especially when it came to calling people in for parts where, where I just called them in based on their introduction video to see what how they come across for this Sky series that I did for um, Sky Kids. And I put a Twitter out, a social media casting call, and I asked for the kids to give me, make a fun video. And you can pretty much tell which kids were, let's say, forced by their parents. <laughs> and they did not want to do that. And I'm like, I'm not going to put them through this if they don't want to do that. And then kids that just really had fun, where you're like, yes. So it can really lead to you getting an audition or even a part. Absolutely. And I love that you, you mentioned that you want people who who genuinely enjoy it because you don't want to put them through filming and doing everything when there's a lot of pressure and things. You want to know they're going to have a good time. Yes, exactly. And you've got a Netflix series coming up soon that you have been involved with. Can you tell us a little bit about what it is and when it's coming out? Yes, it's... Um... So when I was working for Fiona, I was um, working on a project called School for Good and Evil, and it's based on a book series. Um, Paul Fake is the director, and the author is Soman Chimani. And it's a, it has a bit of a little bit of a Harry Potter vibe, but it's like two schools, it's two um, groups of students, one is good and one is evil, training. They train how to become villains or how to become princesses and heroes. And it's, 
it's very, very, it's very nice. It has a really good, nice cast. Uh, it was a huge project. I think we had to find maybe, I think the cast was around 70 people, including fairies and also tall people and people that have certain, had certain features because it was such a fairy tale, dreamy land with all kinds, walks of all life. Um, I believe it's coming out in October. I know it's on Netflix. <laughs> I don't know the exact date, but I think it's beginning of October, um, The School for Good and Evil. And that was a beautiful project because also for the younger teenage roles, we really went out there and looked for people from everywhere. And some that maybe might, some I don't think were necessarily represented but came also into callbacks and really got far. So it's just like discovering new talent as well. It's a beautiful project. That's amazing. And we can't wait to see it. I'm really excited. I've seen a couple of trailers and I'm really keen to give the show a watch. And I think for any young performers that are listening to this, I think they should definitely check it out because that cast are, are them in in a few years or maybe now. And it's um being able to kind of pick out what they do and kind of take inspiration, I guess. Um, so I'm so excited to see you at Young Talent Expo on Saturday, the 8th of October. Your workshop is happening at 11.45am in Broadgate One. It sounds like a great session. It sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun. So I encourage anyone listening who's attending Young Talent Expo to head to Alyssa's workshop. So thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to come on and be a part of the show. It was an honour to get to speak to you and I can't wait to see you on the 8th of October. Thank you, Alyssa, and thank you to everyone listening at home. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you want to book tickets to Young Talent Expo 2022, then you need to head to the show notes below this episode and all the links you need are going to be there to find out more information and to book your tickets. Thank you so much. I've been your host, Bethany Elman, and you've been listening to Performer Talks.